are back Thriving Intuitives with Jillian Rothschild, and I'm so excited to be continuing this conversation about feng shui. We have so many more questions for you, Jillian, and I'm so grateful for you being here. I'm happy to be here. Questions are abound because there's a lot of misinformation out there about Chinese metaphysics and feng shui, Chinese astrology, so I'm happy to answer questions. Yeah, we talked a whole bunch about feng shui um, yesterday, so go ahead and check out that part one of this episode it was just amazing. And I got my wheels turning and I'm like, I have to ask her so many more questions. I have to have her consult. And I'm sure you felt <laughs> the same way. So like I gave, I gave everyone your information, Instagram to reach out to you, feng shui in motion. And today we're going to be talking more about Chinese astrology. So, um, I love, I know we had talked about, like, I love, I love everything astrology. I love Western astrology. I love Vedic astrology, and I can't wait to learn about Chinese astrology. So can you tell us what's the difference? What makes it Chinese astrology versus the other two? Well, there's a lot of differences. So one of the main concepts in in Chinese metaphysics feng shui is what are called the five elements. So the five elements are water, wood, fire, earth, and metal. And one of the key concepts is that these elements that make up the universe are in everything all the time. And we look at the concepts of yin and yang, of light and dark, of polarity, And I mentioned earlier the concept of the three lux, heaven, earth, and man. And when we bring the five elements in, we get another layer of information. And one of these pieces is how the five elements work together based on your your energy stamp for when you're born. So you get a Chinese astrology chart with what are called the four pillars of destiny. So you have a year, a month, a day, and an hour. And in the Chinese clock, it's a two-hour window. So it's like 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. or 3 a.m. to 5 a.m. So you you get a two-hour window all 24 hours of the day. And that energy stamp tells us about you, tells Mm. us about your characteristics, your traits, your tendencies, the things you like, things you don't like, when the major things, influences and things will happen in your life, why things happened in the past, what you can expect in the future based on that energy pattern. So like if one of the quotes that I really love is if you want to eliminate the suffering in the world, then eliminate that's all dark and negative in yourself first. Mm -hmm. So it's really a truly a gift that you give when you address your own transformation first. And that's why with Chinese astrology, it's really fun to look at your own chart because a lot of times we don't really understand ourselves and like I went through my own self-help period and my, I feel like I read every self-help book that was out there. And it wasn't really until I started understanding Chinese astrology because I had had Western astrology charts written like I'm this born in the sun and the moon house. And I didn't really right. understand it. Didn't really feel like it was applicable to me. But once I started understanding my own chart, it really helped me. It helped me understand who I am, who I'm not. It helped me play to my strengths and understand, help me understand what my gifts are helped me communicate better. Um, it helped me improve my life. You know, for me, it sort of started with, oh, I went to the Chinese restaurant for years. I mean, I would go to the Chinese restaurant and look at the placemat and be like, oh, I'm born in the year of the blah, blah, blah. And oh, this is about me. And I would look at it and be like, mm, that's sort of about me, but yeah, not so much. And maybe it fits and maybe it doesn't. And that's because it's only addressing the year of your birth. When really right. you have three other components, you have a month, a day, and an hour that mm. give us information about who you are. So it's a little bit like a DNA code, if you will, for your energy, your existence, your character, your capabilities. And when you know this sort of destiny map, if you will, then you can understand what kind of challenges await you, how to address them, um, 
And it's, so it's like this imprint, if you will. And that's Ooh. the reason that we study it is so that we can understand our lives better. We can make more informed decisions. We can have better relationships with people. For me, it really helped me in my business because when yeah. I started to understand myself, I knew exactly how to communicate with my boss. Mm. And I, I would always, I would run the birthday committee. So I would be like, <laughs> oh. Hey, new boss, can I have your birthday information? So That's I knew exactly idea. from looking at my boss's chart, how to communicate with that person, how to make that mm. person feel good, how to give them what they needed. And then I knew what to expect from that person. That person's mm. not going to be giving me lots of praise because that's not how they communicate. Okay, well, I'm going to go get my praise elsewhere. Yeah. So it really helped me get on the right career path. Um, oh, that's so cool. I, I have to just, I, I have so many thoughts. I have so many okay. thoughts. Wait, wait, wait. So first I have to go back to the, the year, right? The Chinese yeah. astrology. When my husband and I were first dating, we went to a fair and they had this one vendor and she had like these keychains, right? With a little Chinese like red thing of all like, what is your birth year? And like we purchased ours because we figured out what ours was. And I have like this cute little pink pig still to this day of like a memory of one of our first dates. I love it. That's awesome. Yeah. And that tells and, me a lot about you actually, if you're born in the year of the pig. I'm born in the year of pig. Yes. Yes. Such a humanitarian. Yeah. There's this myth out there. Like there's all this misinformation like, oh, you're born in the year of the pig. Oh, you're lazy. No, 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 no. Don't believe all that stuff. Yeah. Pigs are natural humanitarians. They're really, they're grounded. They're really smart, very intuitive. Oh Yeah. It tells mm-hmm. me a lot about you just from that little bit. <laughs> See, just from that little bit. Just little comment, bit. comment below, guys. Do you know your year? Do you, are you the year of the rooster, the snake, the pig, the goat? Comment below. Let us know if you're on uh, YouTube and absolutely DM us. Take a screenshot of this. DM us. What year are you? Um, yeah, I just love that. So there, I like. I want to know. Like, how do you dive deeper to know your other components? Um, of the three. And maybe we just have to have a consultation with you so you can share that with us. But it's cool to know like how to communicate with others because you're like, oh, I totally get you. Like, don't worry. Like, I'm not offended anymore. Like, that's what I got from human design too. It's like, oh, I understand now. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not going to seek, you know, love and affection from this person. I'm going to seek it from wherever else I can have it. But I still know that that person loves me in their Mm -hmm. own unique way. Yeah. It's great for parents too. Like if you can start to understand your child a little bit more, you can understand like, is your child more analytical? Is your child more artistic? Is your child going to be somebody who needs solitude? Like maybe your child needs to do something artistic, but quietly, maybe your child needs to be in a team. Maybe Mm -hmm. your child has more of affinity for numbers. Maybe your child is just not book smart. I mean, there are sometimes kids are just more street smart and they have to really work at being academically inclined. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it can be really helpful for that relationship with your child when you understand your child better, how to communicate with your child and also what your relationship is. Like if you have your energy pattern and that energy pattern with your child is not so compatible, then, then it's your responsibility as the parent to accommodate the child. I mean, if you will, like you, yeah, I have, that's my belief. Don't force them into your type. Yeah. (laughs) Right. So really this helps you out with like, Uh you're not really predicting your future. Your destiny is not pre-written. You can, you know, you make choices based on your personality and your characters, Mm. uh, your characteristics. And so you make decisions along the way and all the things that happen in our life influence where we are today. Like just because something happened in your past doesn't mean you're going to necessarily forget about it. You're going to be informed in the future. So it really helps you gain so much insight and it works like a diagnostic tool. Like this is what I use in my feng shui because if a person's chart is out of balance with one of the elements, then I need to see if that is also missing in the house. And if it's missing in the house, then we can uh, we can address it. And this is how we bring the human part 
into addressing problems in the feng shui. So like, Ooh, so like, do you, do you do like the one person obviously that reaches out to you, but what if that then affects everyone else in the house, like their partner and then their kids, like, cause everyone's different. Right. So <laughs> it helps, it, it helps you understand how to communicate with everybody and how to get you in good alignment so that you can be the best version of yourself, yeah. right? If you are in feng shui environment that is not supportive for you and your charts out of balance, you're going to act out. Right. So it's yeah. a little bit like you're just going to continue to behave, behave badly because you're not soothed. It's like a small child. Right. Yeah. I don't, have I don't you, have kids. Have you but, ever found that like you've aligned this one person you're consulting and then it didn't, it almost like misaligned what the actions you were doing with the, let's say the person living with them. Right. So a lot of times opposites attract. So we will find that partners are one or the other. And, and usually it's the person that has the most problems is what we need to deal with or the person calling for the consultation. Got but it. we always want the breadwinner to be in a good position. So sometimes even though the wife may be calling for yeah. something that's going on, we do really need to make sure the breadwinner is taken care of first because if the breadwinner is taken care of, then it usually everything else falls in line or whatever is an issue can be more manageable because the breadwinner is calm and stable and supportive mm. and has the resources that we need to address things. So the truth is, is that with really good feng shui, when it's done correctly and properly, it can mean that the solution for one person is not the solution for the other person. But mm -hmm. but we also need to give a solution for the second person. So right. it's not like this other person gets left out. We need to find something to support that person. And with feng shui, everyone always wants the whole enchilada. But sometimes all you get are the nachos. That's always my teacher said. Like that's <laughs> sometimes you don't get it all. And so you have to focus on things that are key that you can work on, like a kitchen or a stove or a door or a bedroom or a, um, an office, a home office space. Sometimes it's a water feature. Like mm -hmm. this is feng shui stands for wind water. And so when a water feature is misplaced, that can be really problematic. Um, or yeah. it can be wealth. It can be a wealth generator. Like you can put water in the right place and it can help bring I know. you opportunity. I, I, all of us, I know we all need to be calling you. I'm literally thinking about like my husband and I have been talking about a fountain in the backyard and like, where do we put it? I don't know. I just planted a plant because I was like tired of waiting for the water feature. <laughs> like, well, I put a plant there now. It can't be there. It's like, where do we put it? So I need to consult with you before we. Yeah, there's some definitely some that. rules about <laughs> the proper placement of water, especially large volumes of water, like a hot tub or a pool or a, like a uh -huh. fountain that holds more than. 20 gallons of water, like that's a significant amount of water. So, mm. and if your house is bigger than 1500 square feet, then that's going to be important. Like I had a client who has, she's so sweet. I have this adorable client who has a lot of cats. And she's like, I want to get a water fountain for the cat. Where, you know, is it okay if I put it over here? And I'm like, it's a couple cups of water. It's okay. You know, your water <laughs> features 50 gallons. Don't sweat it. Yeah. So like that, it needs to be proportional to your house. Mm, okay. Got but it. This is how we put together the four pillars of destiny and the feng shui. And right. if you want to know more about your own chart, I actually have a free calculator on my website. So oh, cool. the calculator is called uh, Bazi, B-A-Z-I. Mm -hmm. It's actually pronounced Batza, but it's okay. It's a Bazi calculator and you can find it on my website and you can put in your birthday information. You can get a really cool chart that'll show you all your four pillars of destiny. And I don't, oh my gosh. it doesn't retain your information. So it's not like it's saved, but you can get it for free. Oh, okay, cool. So you can like yeah. screenshot it. You can print it. <laughs> I'm pretty oh, sure okay. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Her website is www.fsinmotion.com. Type below if you're going to be going to pull that information up right now, like I am after we have this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so awesome. Um, we are nearing the end. Um, we can talk a little bit about 
the year, right? So this is the year of the ox. Okay. Last yeah, year was great. the year of the rat. Next yeah. year will be the year of the tiger. So we're kind of in a halfway point for the year and we would have just finished a time period where um, July might've been really challenging for some people because that would have been the clash month. So we're in the, I have the ox. Heard that. I have the goat heard. is the clash month. So July might've been really hard for people and October might be a little bit of a challenge too. And so knowing your chart and looking at it year to year is really helpful. So you can understand what kind of energy you can expect and things that you can plan for. Like I'll be going away in October. <laughs> I'm going to get out of the house for a little bit. I'm going on vacation. Sometimes if you just get away from it, it can be really helpful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Otherwise you're just kind of constantly resisting and it's persisting. Yes. And you're just like sitting there in agony and suffering about why things are happening. And sometimes it's like, if you can just get away, it can make a big difference. Mm. So tell us more. Um, you had said right now, when, when does the year of the ox end? So I work with the Chinese solar calendar and that's one of the differences between um, different astrology systems is that the Chinese solar calendar is very consistent. So Chinese New Year is almost always February 4th of every year. So our Gregorian calendar, we go, it's January 1st. But inevitably, people go, I'm going to make a resolution. And three weeks later, people go, oh, my life hasn't changed. And from our perspective in Chinese metaphysics, it's because the energy has not shifted. So you're making plans in January and things are not going to shift until February-ish. Now, a lot of times mid-January, my clients are calling me going, what's going on? Everything feels weird because it's not a light switch. It's like sands through an hourglass. So, you know, as the stars move and as the energy begins to shift, it gets muddy and things start to feel weird. And so I will often get calls mid-January to find out like to get the feng shui updated and to talk about what's happening and to sort of resettle everything and get aligned for the energy that's coming in. Um, the lunar new year is a lunar calendar. So it's going to sometimes mid January, sometimes end of January, sometimes middle of February, the lunar new year was always going to shift, but the solar calendar is very steady. It only vacillates by maybe a day every few years. It's very, so very interesting. consistent. So yeah. um, most of the, the Chinese New Year is based on the lunar calendar, which is really interesting, which is more inconsistent than the solar. Well, there are two calendars, right? So you, you, there yeah. will be people who, this is largely all over, culturally all over the world, most people are celebrating Lunar New Year. Yeah. But for the purposes of feng shui and for Chinese astrology, we're using the solar calendar. Interesting. Yeah. Do you know of anyone who celebrates the solar new year i do (laughs) (laughs) i I used to have big parties at my house um yeah for for the solar new year because i wanted to usher in good energy and bring that in it's just a different perspective yeah right it's right exactly there are some holidays that are not my holidays some are my holidays i i prefer you know having done this for a long time my preference is to go with the energy of the season so the solstice the winter and summer solstice is significant the autumn and spring equinox are significant and actually part of what i part of chinese metaphysics is um, what are called the chinese five arts and part of the chinese five arts are traditional chinese medicine herbs uh, body work like massage and and uh, qigong things like that feng shui and, and acupuncture so i will get an acupuncture treatment all of the seasonal points like a solstice treatment or an equinox treatment to help my body adjust with the energy of the season um which is extremely helpful yeah um so for me that's significant and then i also work with my clients some i have some vip clients that i work with on a monthly basis so i give them information each month on the energies 
each month and the right timing to do actions based on their chart. So mm-hmm. for me, this is the timing component. Like feng shui is location, location, location. And with four pillars of destiny and date selection, timing is everything. So when you get the timing right, that can be really significant. Mm, that's so true. I think that's like just this general, in so many different modalities, timing is everything. But it's cool to like actually know what's happening in the stars to get the right timing. <laughs> yes. Yes. It just makes your results more vibrant when you do things at the right time. Um, it just, it's like a circuit, right? It's a, it's a component of the circuit because with, with the work that I do, it's the orientation of the building, the people and the timing. And so if the timing is left out, then, you know, you're, you're only getting like two thirds of the puzzle, but when you add the timing in everything just sort of, it's like a circuit when the circuit is connected, everything just lights up and things get brighter and more vibrant. That makes sense. And then your results are more satisfying. You don't really feel like you're you know, you're, you're in the river of life and you don't feel like you're trying to row upstream. You're like going with the flow and things just feel better. Right. Yeah. So what's, what's, why, what's wrong with October? What's clashing? Ah, so, <laughs> uh, so there's an advanced, uh, component, uh, called a bully punishment. It's, it's known as a bullying punishment. Okay. So if you have an ox, a goat, or a dog in your chart, anywhere in your chart, it can be the year, month, day, or the hour, you can encounter some challenges with this energy connecting and we're in the year of the ox and July was the month of the goat. So people may have felt it mm-hmm. in July. It could have been extra stressful. You could have felt confused. You could have literally been bullied by someone. You could also be the one doing the bullying. So if there is a configuration in your chart where you're, where you're going at somebody, then maybe you need to tone it down mm. <laughs> or you're arguing with somebody, you know, don't go at them, go yeah. address your emotions Um, And then October is the dog month. So we get another round of it in October. (laughs) So the dog and the ox are going at it. (laughs) The dog, the ox and the goat are coming together. So um, if you have, and if you have one in your chart, right? So if you have a dog in your chart or if you have a goat in your chart and then you run into this month, it can just be more challenging. And it's just helpful to go, this is just a season. Mm, Like, yeah. If I just hang on for 28 more days, everything is going to be okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know I need to go run that chart now because it's more than just your year. Maybe you right. have a goat in your day or your day. a goat in your hour or your month. Month or a dog or an ox, right? So yeah, so th- that's what I mean. Like if you tell me your year, like it tells me a lot about you. If you yeah. tell me what month you're born in, it tells me a lot about you. Then when we dig into the actual day, it tells me even more. And these are just the branches. These are just right. the animal signs. On top of that, we have what are called the heavenly stems. This is the energy that comes from heaven. And so when you say I'm born in the year of the rabbit, well, what kind of rabbit are you? Are you a water rabbit? Are you an earth rabbit? Are you right. a fire rabbit? So that also gives us more information. And then when we add that to the other parts of your chart, it gives us even more details. So the year is just a piece from my perspective. The most important information in the chart is the heavenly stem of the day you're born. So you would be born on a, a fire horse day or a, um, a metal, a metal rooster day or a wood rat day. Like that, that gives me so much more information. And then we compare it with the rest of your chart. It tells us all kinds of amazing information. So do you, ha- do you have a blog or like once we discover this, do you have a blog of information? Because I don't want to like go read someone else's misinformation once I've pulled it, the chart off on yours. I do have a blog. Actually, I do. I don't um, 
haven't really broken down piece by piece in my blog. I do give some information, but it's so personal. Like there is a lot of misinformation out there. And so I, um, I prefer to not get too much out there because it exactly it really, and it scared me too. Like I would read something and I once read something about my own chart and it really scared me. I was like, this is, this cannot possibly be who I am and what I, you know, the way I represent myself. And when I dug into it a little bit more, it really wasn't, wasn't fully connected to the rest of my chart and it didn't fit. Hmm. And it made me feel really bad about myself because I was like, this is not me. I don't want people to think that this is the way that I am. And it's not. Super complex. Yeah. It is. It's intricate and it's Mm -hmm. nuanced. It's a little bit like. You just have to have that reading and that personal connection. It's multifaceted. And if you want something that's more accurate, you can't, you're really dependent on the, the diviner or the user of the information. And if they're not looking at everything, then you're not getting a full picture. And that's kind of unfair. I think it's at least my opinion, but there is blog information. There's all kinds of good details about uh, all the systems that I use on my blog. Perfect. Oh, that's so awesome. Okay. I'm going to definitely everyone check that out. Um, before we end, I want to ask you just about yourself. What, what is your favorite food? I love oranges. I feel like I could eat oranges all year round. They're high in vitamin C. They're good. They're fiber. And I just, they're They're very lucky fruit too, aren't they? They're lucky fruit. They're lucky. (laughs) They're lucky. Yeah. I just love oranges. And what is your favorite music? Well, right now I'm really turned on to this guy in Australia. His name is Daniel Arvidson. Arvidson. He's on Bandcamp and he has this Facebook group called Dan and the Collective Jam and he plays guitar and he gets on Facebook one, once a day, like four or five times a week and does like Facebook lives and he writes his own music and there's like the happiest, most positive, joyful, self-empowering little ditties, like they're songs, but they're like, they're almost like little earworms about your self-worth, about being confident, about being who you are, about loving yourself, about bringing peace in the world and being happy. And I feel like the world just needs way more of that. (laughs) Oh, I love that. I love all these little artists that are popping up. You know that I, I know there was an astrological prediction that all of like the overabundance of wealth and fame is that trend and fad is fading out and like just the real people are going to be, you know, he's super real. Yeah. I mean, I can tell just by like listening to his work, he, he channels, he's a little bit like Paul McCartney. Like, so I watched a documentary on Paul McCartney. He just, Paul just like, I'm just sitting down and writing and I don't know where it comes from. It just comes. And this is what sort of what Daniel does. And he's just a beautiful soul and really tapped into the concept of using your intuition and doing what is best for you and knowing yourself. And, um, I feel like we all need those reminders. I mean, listen, I know my chart really, really well. And sometimes I have bad days too, where I need to be reminded that I can love myself and people can love me for who I am, take me or leave me. And that's okay. The right kind of, the right kind of energy will be attracted to what I'm doing and that's fine. I I love love his work. I highly recommend people check him out. Oh yeah, definitely. Check that out. Yeah. I love that. I'm definitely going to go find that Facebook Can I, group. If somebody is interested in learning more about what I do, I have a monthly newsletter that's free. So you can sign up for my newsletter on my website. And every month I talk about the energy of the month that's coming. So you get an idea of oh. what kind of energy to expect. And if you know your chart, you can compare some of the information to your own chart, which is free to get on my website. I also talk about the hexagram of the month. So it gives you an idea of the energy, mm-hmm. the overall energy of the hexagram, how to deal with it. 
Um, and then I also share information about classes and things that I've got going on uh, throughout the year. And so the newsletter actually comes out twice a month, sometimes a little bit more if I have something going on, but um, it's free and it's a great way to get to know what I'm doing, uh, which I think is very helpful. If, you, if you're thinking about hiring somebody, it's a good idea to get to feel for how they communicate, how they talk and get to know them a little bit um, before you contact them, I think. Yeah. Make sure they, they're legit. They know what they're actually yeah, talking about. Talking about, yeah. Oh, but I'm excited about getting that information. Thank you for that. Of course. What book is on your nightstand? Oh, man. Do you have one or many? <laughs> well, I don't, I don't, I don't read in bed. <laughs> so there's not a or book on my nightstand. Table. Or coffee the, table. The book that's currently on my coffee table is uh, a book on TMJ healing. Everybody has their own challenges and I've got a little bit of TMJ. This has been a little bit of a stressful kind of a year. I'm like clenching my Clenching. jaw and you know, really dealing with my posture. And so there's a wonderful book about TMJ healing because I really believe that for myself, Western approach to healing is not going to be the path that's going to be for me. It's, there are some things where Western approach is necessary, but I would really like to address this issue mm. like in a more natural way before I do anything Western. So yeah, I remember posture, I'm reading about breathing. I'm reading about heat oh. food and how it affect and like how I fell when I was a teenager, when I went to go visit my boyfriend and oh. thumped my chin and like how that jacked my jaw. It was a super good book. Actually. Yeah. It's really interesting. That's so cool. Yeah. It kind of gives you that info. That is not I, at all. It has anything to do with what we're doing, but that's what I'm reading. I, and the last question is what is your favorite nature spot? Favorite nature spot? Oh, man. Like if you were going to go on vacation, where would you just feel so Oh, well, I go to the go. beach. I, I mean, I say to my husband, if, if I have a bad yeah. attitude, just put me on the beach until my attitude gets better. I there really, my chart needs the ocean mm-hmm. and um, it's super healing for me. Um, so my husband's so funny. We're, we are going to go on vacation and we're going to go to the beach. And, uh, he was like, let's go hike. And I was like, you guys can go hike. I'm going to go to the beach. (laughs) I live in the desert. I live in Phoenix, Arizona. Yeah. Why would I go hiking? (laughs) I can hike anytime here. If you're going to take me to the ocean, I'm going to spend time in the ocean. So that's, that's my spot. Mm-hmm. And you can tell where his spot is. <laughs> He's, his spot is anything that involves exercise. Exercise is not in my chart. I So I have this uh-huh. shirt that says sleep is my cardio because I'm, <laughs> I feel like sleep is my meditation. Sleep is my cardio. When I have, If I'm having a bad day, I just go take a nap. Like yeah. that's my jam. In his chart, he really needs to move. So he, he, was, he did Ironman. He runs. He swims. Mm-hmm. He... Good for him. <laughs> I haven't pulled your, your human design charts, but I just, from the sound of that, I'm not going to label it, but it sounds like I could predict that he's a generator, a manifesting generator, and you are a projector of some sort or a reflector. I have not even, I've never done my human You've design. You've never so pulled up? Oh my gosh. I have to pull yours up now to figure out what, what you are. So cool. Oh, thank you so much for being here. This has been an amazing, amazing conversation. Um, everyone needs to go find you, get on your newsletter, know what the energy update is, because I am definitely going to be doing that myself. Um, and, and again, it would mean the world to us if you want to connect with us, Thriving Intuitives, to take a screenshot of this podcast, put it up on your social media feeds, tag both of us, and we will connect with you. And we'd love to hear back from you on how this impacted you. Um, continue the conversation about feng shui and Chinese astrology. So make sure you're tagging at Thriving with Raven and at 
feng shui in motion. Thanks again, everyone. Thank you for listening and have a beautiful day. Thank you, Jillian. Thank you.